All right, man, we're on. Shane Cassis, welcome to the podcast, man. How are you? Good. How are you guys doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm good. Now, you're in Austin, Texas, I guess. Yes, sir. How are you enjoying it so far, man? Uh, it's it's awesome. I mean, life's, life's incredible. Uh, swimming is going well, making lots of friends, and uh, the new scenery is just keeping me on my toes, so uh, it's just a fun time. Talk to me about the difference between being kind of a college swimmer, obviously having to go to class and having a routine like that, and then being a pro athlete where you've got a lot more freedom. Right. Yeah. So I guess the biggest thing, obviously, you mentioned is, you know, being a professional now and all the free time that I have. Um, I think for me, at first, it was kind of like annoying because I would go home from practice and I'm like, all right, like, what am I going to do for like four hours? I don't really have homework or study hall or, uh, you know, or hours or anything I have to do. So that's been pretty nice for me. Um, at first it got annoying cause I just couldn't like fill my time in, but, um, I've been doing lots of other things. I play video games or, um, I mean, the weather hasn't been permitting like outside activities cause it's like raining right now, but, um, as it does, uh, clear up, I'll probably be able to go out to like Barton Springs or just anything. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, man. Well, listen, I, I um, went down to Texas, I don't know, about six months ago now and did an interview with Eddie. And at that time, there was yeah. talk of you joining the college team. And, you know, in my private conversations with Eddie, he just um, thought the world of you. I mean, he he was praising you unlike anyone I'd ever heard him praise before, you know, maybe, maybe like some of the best athletes that he's ever coached. And so like he he really feels strongly about your talents and abilities. Has he expressed those to you as well? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's definitely like an honoring and like a humbling experience for me because I really don't understand why he's so like uh, vocal about how talented is the potential I have, but um, I guess he just sees something. So that's exciting for me. And that kind of gives me confidence in myself. If Eddie thinks I can be great, then I definitely can if I just want to do it. Yeah, well, I I wasn't exactly sure either. I hadn't really seen you in person. I hadn't seen you swim until this weekend. Um, we actually met at the the Pro Series in, in Chicago, and yeah. I was standing very close to kind of the starting line of the 100 backstroke, and you were lined up next to Ryan Murphy, who I think is a physical specimen as well. But, I mean, just yeah. looking at you physically, I was like, oh, wow, I see it. I'm like, now I get what Eddie's talking about. I mean, you have... <laughs> You have an incredible physique for swimming. You you do look aquatic. I guess for, for a trained eye, for a coach who, uh, you know, and anyone that knows swimming, when you look at someone's physique, you're like, oh, that guy can swim. You know, you're built a certain way um, that is is really well put together for fast swimming. What do, you, what do you attribute your best kind of physical attributes? What do you think your, 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 your talents are? Yeah, I mean, as a kid growing up, I have pretty long legs and kind of yeah. like a short torso. And I guess over the years, you know, everybody talked about how a long torso and short legs is better for like underwaters and stuff. And I used to think that was true until I developed the strength to kind of use my legs. Um, it was definitely a struggle as a kid because my underwaters I always felt were lacking. But now since I've gotten older and matured and my core and like back strength has increased and stuff like that. And, um, you know, I'm pretty flexible too. I think I can finally use like my physical attributes to their best. Um, I still have a long way to go, but I think I'm much better off and a lot faster than I used to be. And it's like every season, like they just get a little bit faster, which is great. 
Yeah, but I do say that. long arms too. I imagine you have yeah. like a crazy wingspan, don't you? Uh, yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty big. Yeah, yeah. Now, growing up, were you recruited to play other sports? I mean, when when people look at you, um, I'm sure they're like, "All right, maybe he could do this or that." Were, were they trying yeah. to pull you in different directions? Oh, obviously, like you know, track and cross country. But I was not great at either. Um, basketball is really fun, and um, I almost quit. I think swimming because I wanted to be in basketball, but then I was like. I'm not that good at basketball, so I don't think I'm going to really, I don't think I'm going to go with it. I mean, I could dunk, but like, besides that, it was whatever. And they always put me at like post guard or something. I was like, I'm not a post. Like, I want to be like, you know, point guard, stuff like that. Like the the exciting positions. Um, but yeah, it was crazy. I remember because I remember uh, it was like eighth grade. I was like, yeah, mom, I don't want to swim anymore. Like, I'm kind of over it. And I just took like, she was like, no, you're not going to quit. But um you just take like, I think it was like, I don't even know if it was like a month or like a couple weeks off. And then I was like, hey, yeah, I'm good. I'll just keep swimming. <laughs> well, I can see one poster in your bedroom back there. It's a basketball one. Is that Jordan oh, yeah. back there? Yeah, Michael Jordan. I have Jordan one here, there, and then some outside in my kitchen. Yeah, so obviously obviously a basketball fan still. Of course. It's more so a Jordan fan, but yeah, I, I do watch basketball. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, that's that's cool. I'm glad they didn't pull you away. When, when did swimming... When did it start and when did it become serious then, like in terms of like, okay, he's really good at this. We need to really focus in on, on his training. Um, I'd say I always had the talent and like the prospect for swim, but I never took it serious until I got to college because mm. I, I couldn't really say that I was serious in high school because I practiced like four times, five times a week, maybe. So I would not consider that like a serious swimming mindset compared to now, but yeah, as soon as I got to college, it was like, all right, this is like my craft. I have the potential. Um, like, let's get after it. Yeah. Were you recruited heavily out of um, high school? Like, did, did everybody know who you were? Uh, I wouldn't say I was like the most heavily recruited swimmer because I, I lacked the strength and detail short course. So I didn't have great short course times. Um, I was like 47-0 or no, 47-1 backstroke out of high school um my 200s were bad i'm not even gonna mention those <laughs> yeah so i wasn't that great short course but long course i was like three low 100 fly mm. um i don't even count the summer before college because like i started training college but um oh and i was like 203 to am so i wasn't like terrible i mean kids nowadays are just ridiculous but mm. i think i was like up there especially long course but short course i was i was a little bit behind the pack so did you have a chance at that? Were you recruited by Eddie? Were you recruited by Texas? I was, yeah. But I didn't necessarily look at them because, you know, at that point in time, I wanted to go to Texas a and that was like what I was set on. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, after the recruiting process, they can talk numbers and stuff like that and visit. I was sold. I was like, all right, I'm going to go to Texas a Right, right, right. So I guess just over time, the mm -hmm. the want and the desire to kind of want to swim for Eddie um, kind of overcame after a few years of like, I really want to take this opportunity to, to swim with Eddie then. Right. Yeah. I think from like the professional standpoint, I was like, I want to swim with Eddie. But when I was in college, I was leaning towards A&M just because mm -hmm. like the whole package and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. What is that? Um, that fantasy of, or that, that dream or that thought of swimming with Eddie being in comparison to what it's actually like, you know what I mean? I, it's, it's it, exactly what I imagine. Um, really? Eddie's a pretty interesting guy. Uh, 
he has a huge personality to him and I kind of like that because it keeps me like entertained and on my toes and I can kind of feed off that because I'm kind of like a pretty electric person especially at like practice like I'm like saying and doing all sorts of stuff but um it keeps the energy up and it's a great time yeah what about Wyatt I know he's a big component of yeah. the Texas team as well what's your why why it's awesome why it definitely can get a little uh overwhelmed with me because I can be a little much but um <laughs> it's great I mean we met at like I knew Wyatt obviously I think Wyatt actually went to I whenever I was training at Nitro I think Wyatt went to a practice and watched but after that I didn't really you know get in t contact with him until Worlds again um because he was selected for team usa so that's whenever and like i was already at this point gonna come to texas so like we talked a lot and he started like you know as like looking at me more so as like i'm gonna be like one of his swimmers so there was a little more interest and um it was great yeah we've hit it hit it off very well and you know we have interest of just growing and being the best we can together and uh, i mean he's i guess he's just kind of you know following the footsteps of eddie and just trying to be the best he can best coach he can be yeah they're a good tandem man they work well together think, and yeah uh, i think so you know the old and young dynamic yeah good combo for sure <laughs> um now listen when we look at you and we and we watch you swim it's pretty obvious what your strengths are yeah. um but from your perspective what are your weaknesses what are things that you need to improve uh weakness i think I think my aerobic base could be a little bit better. And I think that's kind of like what Eddie's really trying to uh, enforce because I've always been able to swim well in season and still race well at end of season, stuff like that. But I think I do lack, you know, that aerobic base to get to the next level in my races because I think at least short course, like, you know, for my, for example, my 2am, like I'm going out 20.8, then 24 mid. So I'm at like 45 mid or something. And then my brushstroke and freestyle is not as great. I still split like 28. So like that's, um, you know, like at least like to compared to the record pace that's like on it. And then freestyle, I fall off every time. And it was it was frustrating my junior year and uh, part of my sophomore year to be so like developed in those first three. And then that freestyle, I couldn't really finish the job. So I think that's a big focus right now. And yeah i guess just training aerobically because when it's fast i can i can get up and go but aerobically i kind of do fall behind like yeah even like 300 free long course like i'll start like second or first and then i'm just last where, where does eddie put you right now like who who have you, who have you got you grouped up with in training uh training block so i'm in like middle distance um I mean, he puts me like in the whole range. So I, I'm always in the middle D group, but depending on like the phase we're in, because um, I got here like at the tail end of winter training. So he would put me in middle D and then like sometimes I'd get close to like the distance lanes. And then just depending on the day, maybe if the set was fast, I would move down to sprint-ish, but I'll still do more than sprint. So I kind of just go everywhere. And I think that helps me train my best. Mm. Well, that's interesting I, I spoke to alex yeah. walsh recently uh from from uva and she kind of said the same thing like her range is just ridiculous she's got uh top end speed but she can you know endure you know she her 200s out of this world and yeah. very similar to you in that sense it seems like you have a huge range yeah i definitely think i'm a 100 200 guy 
I don't do that well in like the 50, at least short course yards or something. I haven't done it long course, but yeah, I typically think of myself as like a 200 specialist. Oh, really? Okay. Interesting. Well, that's one thing to say short course, but we are coming into the long course season. The summer's coming up. I mean, right. you got world trials here in about six weeks, so it's not that far away. Have you had a chance to sit down with Eddie and figure out um, kind of your race schedule for trials yet? Uh, I don't know if I have the texts with me, but um, I, I I know that 100 fly, 100 back, 2 back, and maybe 2 IM are, I think for sure 2 IM are like on my schedule, but I think my day one, I have nothing. So that's kind of what I'm trying to figure out. And it's, do I try the 100 free or I don't know if 2 flies the first day, but I don't think I could handle that many 200s prelims semis finals you know like obviously if mm. i make the meet and all that in them um on top of 50s because you know why would you not want to do the 50 you know it's yeah. almost a free event <clears throat> yeah do the 50 man absolutely yeah it's fun yeah <laughs> we individualize training in the pool so why not individualize your nutrition erica barney of barney wellness building will help you and your swimmers get exactly what each athlete needs through genetic testing and personalized nutrition plans. So stop guessing what you should and shouldn't be putting into your body. Athletes within a few weeks have noticed they're recovering faster because they're fueling their body with what they need and staying away from what their body hates. Erica understands swimming. She gets it. She's worked with over 20 Olympians, including the fastest man in the world, Caleb Dressel. Group discounts are available. So go to Biney Wellness Building and get in touch with Erica today. That's Biney, B-E-I-N-E, wellnessbuilding.net. The American team is the hardest team in the world to make because, you know, once you make it, you're kind of guaranteed, especially on the men's side, you're in the top three or four in the world. So it's like, and then, and then you've got to figure out, well, if I'm making the team, who am I beating? You know? So it's like, am I, am I swimming to win or am I swimming for second place? Cause they're only going to take the top two. So Mm -hmm. then you have to factor in. So then when you, you, you name the events that you just named like hundred fly is Dressel's number one in the world. You got to beat Caleb Dressel to to win or you're swimming for second. Um, hundred back, it's kind of Ryan Murphy. You know, you got the world record holder who's right. Who's in that number one spot. So then are you swimming for number two? And so what's, what's your mentality? Are you looking to beat these guys or are you looking to try and secure a second spot? I mean, I'm not going to publicly be like, oh yeah, like I'm aiming to beat them. Like, obviously I understand that they're still like right above me, but I think, you know, training wise and like my motivation is. I can beat them and at some point like no matter how long it takes I'll try my best to beat them but um you know I definitely respect like their position and you know their excellence and their performance um like for me and Murphy I think whenever we race it's always kind of like this like mutual respect because like I understand like he's like the guy but I'm also like the guy coming up so like there's like respect on both sides and um we always race well and it's competitive and I enjoy that. And then after the race, we can just like have casual conversation. Yeah. But I think like leading up to it, it's like kind of like intense and like, there's just like a, Oh, what's up, man. And like, just <laughs> like that. But afterwards we can talk and like, yeah, like training is kicking my ass and stuff like that. Yeah. I did notice that in, in Chicago, there was kind of like a small ready room that they had you guys shoved in you know, behind yeah, the curtain. I was, I was like, like that's pretty intense back then. Yeah. We were like literally just on each other and I was like <laughs> trying to like move my arms and stuff. 
Yeah, I noticed that. But I but you're right. I did notice the respect. And um yeah. you know, Murphy Murphy's one of those guys that are always going to give his competitors respect and and the 100 back that I watched, I mean, you guys were going stroke for stroke and and whether he's thinking it or not, he knows you're there. You know he's there, he's there and it's like it's a fight to the finish and that's kind of the way trials is going to go, isn't it? It's going to just be, you know, a head-to-head battle with two of the best guys in the world. Yeah, um, there's obviously, you know, other people like, you know, I miss the team. So, like, it's not just me and him. And I think that was, like, my biggest, uh, like, Achilles heel thinking that it was just me and him. And that kind of shocked me. So, I don't necessarily think of myself like that anymore. I kind of let go of old habits that I felt, like, brought me down and, like, brought that failure out of me. So, I think um, as long as I work hard and believe in myself, it's going to get done. That's interesting. Okay. So, you know, make, making the team is, is tough and it, it comes down to swimming really fast. So when you think of it from your own perspective, are you, are you looking at a time of like, I want to be in that range of like, you know, here's the, here's the range I want to be in where I think I could win the race. Or are you thinking just kind of um, if I go out in this speed and come back in this speed and kind of, you know, how do you kind of put the race together yourself? I think, for me, I think the thing that motivates me during training is time. Like I'm such a like time oriented guy, like in workouts, I'm like, all right, I need to be holding, you know, X, Y, Z in my pace set and race sets. I'm like, I want to hit this time at this part of the season. So I know I'm ready for the end of the season. But I think as soon as the meet comes, that's when it's like, all right, the times are off the table. It's obviously who gets first or second. Cause you know, you can be faster than the guy that beat you, but it's the guy that showed up. And I think that's kind of how I'm going to approach it from now on because, like, yeah, I, I just don't think swimming for times is going to get the job done. I think you need to pick up the skills, like uh, the ability to just lock in and just have that, like, focus and consistency and be able to handle the pressure and, you know, live up to, like, the expectation at big meets. I think yeah. that's more important than, hey, I went this time. I should be right. good. You know? Right, right, yeah. Um, I, I heard you talk about the responsibility of kind of upping your aerobic capacities to improve your, your training and your racing. Is there anything outside of the water where you feel like you could be better that would um, help you perform may, maybe better daily or maybe better at the end of the year? Yeah, so I used to be like a huge, I don't need to stretch, I don't need to warm down, or mm-hmm. I don't need to eat correctly. Mm-hmm. Like one of those, like I literally would just show up practice and then that's it like that was the only dedication I gave to swim but obviously as the years went on and I got better and um I was educated more on like nutrition uh flexibility and recovery um kind of like mental toughness and stuff like that and like my psych and stuff I think those are the things that have really helped me get to the next level not necessarily swimming because in all honesty like I'm not the greatest trainer but I can get up and go but I think it's my out of pool stuff that's really starting to help my swimming i mean as a pro that's difficult too right because all that's your responsibility now when you're in college you've got nutritionists you've got physiotherapists you've got you know a massage therapist so how are you how are you dealing with that now as a pro like who's looking after your food um who how do you get massaged now and those sorts of things yeah and i think that's the biggest reason why i enjoy swimming again because it's all me like no one in no one's requiring me to go to the athletic training room mm. or 
hey, we have a masseuse for the next two months, like go see her twice a week, mm. something like that. Like everything is because I want to get better. Mm. So I think that's why I've really enjoyed the last, what is it? I think, I think it's already been three months. Um, yeah, just the accountability. And if I want it, I'm going to do it. And nobody's going to beg me. Like, I don't have to go to sleep at like 10 every single day or 1030. Or I don't have to stretch and roll out after practice because, you know, nobody's telling me to, but I do it because I want to get better. Yeah, I like the fact that no one told you to make your bed this morning. You did that and you cleaned your room. Um, yeah, I don't have like the underneath, but I at least just keep that at least. <laughs> I like the discipline, tidy. man. That's good. That's good. Um, what what about the, the, the funding? I mean, it, it's difficult, right? Like as a pro athlete now, you've got to pay for everything yourself. Do you have sponsors? I mean, how do you how do you live day to day? Uh, I, I don't have like sponsors quite yet. I mean, I obviously have like the top, whatever stipend and prize mm -hmm. money, you know, mm -hmm. I just want money and like pro series and stuff. Right. So like that helps out. Um, you know, my family always like has me, has my back and stuff. So like if I ever needed it, mm -hmm. you know, my mom, my grandparents or whatever, they would always help me out. So like, I'm fortunate to have that like safety net, which has really helped me in my transition. But I think also you know, I saw I'm decent at Worlds, so I made some money there, so that'll be nice. Um, and as long as I just keep swimming well, you know, grow my brand and, like, kind of prove, like, I'm the next, uh, I guess, like, higher-profile athlete and somebody mm -hmm. to be market marketed with, like, you know, I, I don't know, any company. I'm not, like, set on, like, one company, but um, I think that, that will come. I'm just really focused on swim right now because I think chasing that – can lead to failure because I felt like that was kind of like my biggest motivation going into the trials. I'm like, I want to like swim well so I can get this and that. Mm. And that kind of, I lost sight of why I was doing so well and like what made me who I am. Destro Swim Towers. Gain strength in the water with a tower of power. Save $150 per double swim tower by using code BRETT, B-R-E-T-T, -T, at checkout. DestroMachines.com Vasa has been the go-to training tool outside of the pool for over 30 years. Vasa's products are ideal for developing power and proper technique in your swimmer's catch. Add a few Vasa trainers to your pool deck and it's like adding an extra lane to your swimming pool. Go to VasaTrainer.com, use code BRETT at checkout, and get 10% off anything from Vasa. Well, when did you realize that you weren't swimming the way you, you wanted to swim at trials? Was it was it before it was, you actually raced or was it, it was, after? Yeah, I would say it was at trials. Like I just felt like a ghost. And it was kind of frustrating because, you know, months before I'm like, all right, like I'm swimming well and I was confident. But at trials, it's just that was such a strange meet for me. And it was obviously my first too. So it's kind of kind of hard to like go in as your first trials like all right like mm. he's gonna make the team or whatever so it was just a lot of things you know the crowd um the ceiling i was like i couldn't spot so i was all over the place in my races um the media the mm. outside of swim pressure you know like pressure from like or just like the pressure to impress and perform i guess like i took too much and i was like oh like i need to do all this stuff and um, yeah, I guess loss of focus too. Have you had a chance to um, kind of decompress and talk to somebody else about this? Or is this something that you're just internally analyzing? 
I've talked to everybody, I guess, like friends. Like if people ask me, I have no problem telling them like, oh, I just wasn't prepared enough. That was my fault. Um, uh, I mean, I trained hard. I did everything I should have done. So I just think it was a lack of preparation for me. I think I underestimated how tough that meet is and how well my competition was going to swim. Um, and I've kind of, you know, obviously I would have loved to made the team, but I have no regrets. Was it, um, was, it was it difficult to sit there and watch the Olympics? Did you watch the Olympics? I, did, I mean, I didn't watch it, no. no after didn't. after trials, I swam one meet, and then I stopped swimming until, like, September. Yeah, but, like, you didn't even turn the TV on to watch the results? Um, I think I might have just looked at, like, the live results or something, but I didn't, I didn't watch. I had no, like, I had no reason to watch. I was like, if I'm not going to be there, then why am I going to watch this? Yeah, I, I I know that pain, man. That's, that's a yeah. It was more pain. so like it was just like a like I was just frustrated and angry. I was like I didn't want to like relive my biggest failure, so I just walked away from it. And I think that was fine for me because if I would have just dwelled on it for like the months and then like watched it, I felt like I would have lost my mind. So I just walked away from it. Do you feel like you need redemption? Like, do you feel like you need to be an Olympian in in Paris to get that redemption? A hundred percent. Yeah, I think I have a lot to prove and. No matter how fast I swim these next three years, I know that that's still like my biggest motivation, and like that's what's driving me the next time. Yeah, it was nice to get a taste at the World Short Course. Um, even though you know all the best athletes in the world weren't there, you're still a world right. champion, and to win that must be must be nice to stand at the top of a podium of a world championship, right? I think that was more of an ego boost. I don't think it's like you just said. Not everybody was there, so it's not like the full deal and i understand that and you know everybody like we all see the same meet and the results like p the big names were missing but i also think that i swam pretty well especially for the circumstances like not training that much leading into it and then just showing up and like kind of having like a little bit of redemption from the summer so i think that was awesome for me and um i think that's promising for this summer and the years in front of that yeah give me some insight into this texas team they're about to race for a national championship i mean you train with these boys every day what do you see yeah. what do you see in this team that makes them special it's awesome i think the biggest shock for me whenever i switched you know because obviously i didn't switch to just any team i switched mm -hmm. to one of like the best teams in college but um from a training uh, perspective it's crazy like i remember i got here and obviously you know it's like oh, there's a new guy, like, let's see what he has. So, like, the first few days were kind of, like, intense, and it's, like, you know, everybody's, like, sizing each other up, and I'm, like, damn, like, oh, there's Carson, there's Drew, and stuff like that. So everybody's swimming, like, extra fast, and, like, <laughs> I think I started, like, cramping halfway through, like, the first practice because I was just being too extra and going too fast. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I kind of settled in, and everybody, like, you know, got comfortable with each other or with me being around again or being around for the first time. Um, I mean, the team's incredible. This talent is extremely, it's like shocking. It's like, damn, like this guy's good. All right. This guy's really good too. <laughs> this guy's really good too. Oh, this guy's really fast. Like it's just nonstop. And like, in, and from like the, pro, the pros perspective, like it's a small group. It's me, Charlie, Maxime and Will, but like we still push each other and it's really fun. And I don't know. It's just awesome. The dynamic is completely different from what I've had in the past. And it's just like kind of brought the best version of me. Mm. And yeah, it's just awesome. 
Do you guys, as pros, as a small pro group, you train every single workout together with the uh, college team, or is there some separate? So right now we're in like the heavy college NCAA season, so we've been pretty separate. But when I first got here in the winter training, it was everybody together. Um, nobody was tapering quite yet, unless I think maybe the freshmen were starting to taper a little bit. But besides that, like everybody's together. But as the seasons like progressed towards the end and the championship part. Um, it started a split like big 12s that whole week. It was just the pros and I. So that was like the first time I was like, oh, like I'm a professional, like everybody's at conference and I'm here training. So that was that was interesting for me. But yeah, I mean, we're normally together and Eddie and Wyatt just, you know, back and forth between college guys and pros. And then like, I guess we all just train kind of in like the same bubble, but we all have like different um, you know, goals and timelines for each season. Yeah. Do you have a most memorable set yet or a training day that you in, in the back of your memory? Uh, um, not really. I think because training is just different. Like I remember at Texas A&M, a big focus was like progression, which mm -hmm. I really enjoyed too. Like it was like, it was the same thing, but it was like a theme like this day is this, 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 this. And it was, you know, harder in like three or four week blocks. And then it was a reset. Mm. So I felt like I was able to remember a lot more of what I did over there. But here it's a little different. Like everything's different. Like not a single day is the same really. So I think it's, I couldn't remember. I'm like so bad at focusing and like remembering <laughs> things. So I don't think I could tell you. What about but, this uh, though? I mean, what's your, what's your favorite type of set where, where you feel like you can be most successful? Um, the sets that I feel like I'm the most competitive with are definitely pace, fast, or like all out efforts. I think I do pretty well at that. Um, I mean, I could give you the most recent like hard set was uh, Broken 300s. I think this was before Pro Series when we were like kind of, you know, putting the last um, hard workouts in before like an easy swim out day. Um, it's like a Broken 300. 150 fast or whatever um on i did this backstroke it was three rounds or four i don't remember and then 350s and it's like he tells me all right 120 in the first 150 and i'm like all right so then i go like 118 because i just can't like i can't i just do whatever sometimes i just like go <laughs> and sometimes i can't like stop myself and then it's you know, 350s and it's like hold 23s. And this is yards, by the way. Mm -hmm. um, then the next round, uh, 16 on the 150, hold 23s. And the last round, I was like 114. And then 23, 23. And like, I think like 24 on the last one, because I think I was like actually about to die. Mm -hmm. um, I remember I touched the wall and then I just like held on. I kind of just like stayed there for like 10 minutes. Cause like, I was like, the blood was like out of my hands and my toes. I was just dying. But yeah, I mean, that was a, that was the last recent, like really hard set. Um, we haven't swum that much long course and I'm kind of like pushing for that. Cause I really want to swim a lot more long course. Cause mm. I just enjoy like swimming. I hate having to like flip and do like six underwaters and stuff all the time. Mm. Yeah. But, um, yeah, just do you pace mix up your training? fast. Oh, fast. Yeah. Well, yeah. Fast really is always fast. fun. Do you, do you mix up your training with, I mean, you're, you're, you're so versatile. Do you do IM work as well? Or you, you stick yeah. to the strokes? I, I train, I am, I'm not, I don't like to specialize. I think that made me kind of like a little less sharp 
whenever I was like really specializing and focusing only on backstroke going into trials, mm. I think that's when I kind of like lost a little bit of my base. So I think training IM is super important and it kind of like challenges you mentally also because, you know, there is a certain point where you kind of like have like the groove and the rhythm for one stroke and it can kind of get stale. Um, I think IM keeps you on your toes because one day your brush stroke and fly might be great because, you know, you're feeling the, you're feeling the stroke and you have your rhythm down, but backstroke and freestyle is tough because um, it's just like a different like energy system because you're not like breathing every stroke and stuff like that. Yeah. 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 Okay. Interesting. I'm just trying to feel you out, man. It's, it's interesting to get to know you like this, you know? Yeah. I'm kind of all over the place, honestly, like nothing yeah. really goes, makes sense what happens in my mind, but yeah, it just comes together. I mean, look, you, you've got a lot of talent for a lot of things at, at some point though, but maybe for the Olympics, you're going to have to refine. Okay. Like this is, this is what I'm going after at the Olympic games. It's going to be tough to, you know, just spread it out over six events, you know, and, and right. just hope kind of thing. Cause you're, you're up against some, super talent or maybe you can maybe you can just say you know what i'm just gonna go from all <laughs> I don't, look i'm not gonna put any limits on you i'm just saying it's just yeah uh, yeah i get it this it's really competitive in the u.s man it really is isn't it yeah it's crazy you know but, but, um, but you're, the you're competition the man, so. drives everybody yeah well that's good well listen I, I really enjoy getting to know you more man um you feeling like you're on track to to make this world's team then in the next six weeks yeah i think I mean, I, the numbers, the training, my confidence, everything says yes. So I'm excited for my first test again. Good stuff, man. Well, listen, good luck with everything. Thanks for doing this. I appreciate it. And of course. Um, yeah, I will, we'll stay in touch. All right. Yes, sir. All right. Thanks, Shane. Take care. Swim Angelfish. Swim Angelfish is an online certification program that strengthens your teaching curriculum to serve swimmers of all abilities. Swim Angelfish will prepare you and your instructors with the skills to teach swimmers with autism, physical disabilities, anxiety, sensory and motor conditions, and more. Learn to teach skills faster and with more comfort with Swim Angelfish. Apply for an only alpha pool product scholarship and receive up to 50% off your certification. Go to swimangelfish.com today to apply.